the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Well, so we started looking at atmosphere. Somebody say atmosphere. Say atmosphere. Good. Atmosphere. The word of God increased and the number of disciples multiply. And we said that these things happen because of atmosphere. Somebody say atmosphere. Say atmosphere. Okay. When the atmosphere shifts, things begin to shift. When the atmosphere shifts, things begin to shift. Things begin to shift. And first atmosphere, we said, look at that with me. Acts chapter 1 verse 14. Everything we are looking at is from the book of Acts. They all constantly, let's read it together. They all join together constantly. Where? Say they all. The King James says, and these all with one accord. Somebody say these all with one accord. All these continue with one accord in prayer. All of them were praying. When we meet Monday to Friday, we are praying, you are not present. Because you can't hear the spirit call. When the spirit speaks, you can He that had an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying. You can't. You can't. We said that prayer is the foremost atmosphere for increase. If your business will grow, it's not about printing complimentary cards and sending it to people. Telling them about your business is good. Marketing is good, but that's not it. If this church is going to grow, we can stay on social media all day and growth will not come. Because that's not where growth comes. Is the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. I tell you, there was no social media, there was no YouTube, but the Holy Ghost drafted multitudes in. He drafted them in. There was no radio, nothing, but he did it. He did it. And if he did it for the church, he can do it in your business, he can do it in your relationship. For me, Pastor, no man is coming. The Holy Ghost can draft men, correct men. No man is coming. No man is coming. Because what you are using to attract them is your buttocks. Yeah. Your hips, that's what you are using. You are not using prayer. So all the wrong guys keep coming and going. Yeah. Yeah. But be they stand, that's what you are using. Atmosphere. The Bible says, listen, listen I'm, I'm telling you things that are, listen, it's like I'm joking, but I'm telling you your stuff. Praise God. Yeah. People start relationships today and it's all about meeting, watching movies and there's no prayer in it. What kind of relationship is that? Spiritual relationship, Christians who are dating for marriage, they don't even read any book on marriage. They come for family life, you ask them for counseling, have you read anything? They've read nothing. They've read nothing. And they expect to succeed in marriage with all the forces People marry for years and they also read nothing. So everything is stale. 
There is no shift in the union. There is no excitement. So the thing is boring. Praise God. The atmosphere is essential for growth. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for thy inheritance. Ask of me. Somebody say, ask of me. me. Alright. Ezekiel 36 verse 37. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Once again, I will yield to Israel's plea and do it, this for them. I will make their people as numerous as sheep. I see us become numerous as sheep. I see your business increase as sheep. Alright, so we looked at six reasons why it's important that we create an atmosphere of prayer. Number one, it brings strong conviction. Somebody say an atmosphere of prayer brings strong conviction. Strong conviction upon sinners for their salvation. The atmosphere of prayer fills us with continuously with the Holy Ghost for boldness in preaching. Preaching and witnessing. You need boldness. Then, of course, an atmosphere of prayer gives birth to signs and wonders. Somebody say signs and wonders. Yeah. When we pray, signs and wonders happen. Miracles happen. And then, an atmosphere of prayer causes the word of God to grow and increase. The Bible said the word of God increased and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. As 1920, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. And then everything changed. And then, of course, we are told that the atmosphere of prayer destroys the gates of hell against the growth of a church. Why is my business not growing? Why is my marriage not growing? Why is the church not growing? There are gates of hell. Somebody say there are gates of hell. You cannot discount opposition in the spirit realm. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. When I talk about I live in victory and I walk in victory, I'm not saying that I don't encounter opposition and resistance from the enemy. An atmosphere of prayer would help with that process. There are forces. There are forces. I mean, the same shop you will pray, there are people who go there, and when they get there, they do incantations before you having slept all night. You come and you say you are coming to do business on the same stretch. The kind of incantations that have gone on over the night while you were sleeping, you don't know. And you, when you wake up, instead of waking up early and blasting in tongues, changing the atmosphere, changing the dynamics before you step in, you just walk there. You are sharing an office with someone who is into occult, doing all kinds of things. And then when you go, you just go, in the name of Jesus, today is a good day. <laughs> it's not, it's not uh, confessing and listen. When Elijah spoke and said there shall be no rain, he was on his knees. You don't just confess and go to sleep. Listen, there is a, the reality of spiritual warfare is, is there. I will build my church and the gate of hell shall... What I hate is when people make Satan look more powerful than he is. We are in a battle against him, but he's not powerful than we are. If we would do what we are expected to do, Satan is not more powerful. What I hate, I hate and I hate, I hate with great passion is when people exalt and magnify Satan, learn the names of demons... Give them all kinds of titles. Now, that one really, really provokes my anger to the core. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Because somebody who is under my feet, if I will stand my grounds where, should not step out and misbehave around me. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's under your feet. So if you are not moving your feet to go and play, but your feet is standing in faith, standing in prayer, standing on the word, standing on the promises of God, he should not be able to have access. But you are not standing on any of them. You are only standing on trophy and uh, 
uh, fried rice. That's all. Yeah. KFC. That's what you are standing on. What kind of prayer crew is that? Two. We said corporate prayer. Somebody say corporate prayer. And then continuous prayer. Corporate prayer and continuous prayer. Corporate prayer and continuous prayer. Individual prayer is good, but corporate prayer. The kind of fire that is generated in corporate prayer, you have no idea. You have no idea. When you are in corporate prayer, even issues you don't mention them specifically are addressed. They are addressed. So you come for corporate prayer. And while we are not praying about your sickness, you go, you check yourself and it's no longer there. That consistent and persistent attack while in corporate prayer, when you are lost in corporate fire, I guess, mean, I guess, stand up. Well, this morning and a couple of weeks ahead of us, we're going to do one atmosphere that's very critical. Apart from prayer, this atmosphere was also very, very visible in the early church. And I want you to come with me to Acts chapter 1, verse 14. Acts 1 14. Thank you, Spirit of God, that I have access to the debt. Thank you for inside revelation. Thank you for grace for upon every era to receive your word which has power to heal and to deliver. In Jesus' precious name. The Bible said they all somebody say they all. The King James. I like it. These all continue with one accord. King James please. These all. Somebody say these all. Continue with what? One accord in prayer. That's why I told you. The next time when I'm doing this, or I'm writing a book with this, I'm going to do the, this from this order. These all continue with one accord. Somebody say one accord. That's what I'm preaching on. One accord. The atmosphere of unity. Somebody say the atmosphere of unity. The atmosphere of unity. If a husband and a wife can be united, they can do more. If church members and leadership can be united, we can do more. If senior pastors and associates can be united, we can do more. Am I communicating here? If teachers and students will come together, we can do more. If citizens and the government, the ruling leadership can come together, we can do so much more. But when there's a mismatch, there's very little that can be accomplished. When one is doing his own, citizens are being taxed heavily including talk. And then, the people who rule over us are exempted from many of these taxes. You cannot only have the lot of what you are having. The former wars and other things. Those, those are the things you get. Those are the things you get in the nation. When the ruling class lives on a certain level to the absolute neglect of the, the citizenry, that's what happens. So there must be that unity. Somebody say unity. unity. There must be unity. There must be unity. Unity is very important. If your marriage will work, be one with your wife. How can you be married for five years and you run separate account and it's like nobody touches the other person's account? As a couple, really? Anything you allow to separate you as a couple has a potential to destroy your home. If it is money, it's, it's gone. I'm not saying that if one is a poor manager, hand all the money to the person. Yeah, because all of us come in with unique strengths. Yeah. You come in with unique strengths. And so, you, you assess your life. You see that my wife is stronger in this area. Why don't you give her the upper hand in that area? It doesn't reduce your headship, man. If you feel that your headship is challenged because you gave your wife a room to operate, 
I know your problem. They call it self-esteem. It's weak. Weak. Why you marry a man with a weak self-esteem? He never empowers you. You are always silent. The best of you never comes out. You are always timid. Is your wife always timid? Is she able to express herself? I'm not speaking about that, but I'm talking about unity. Somebody say unity. Unity. Have to be one, 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 one. Unity. And when we look at the book of Acts, we see it runs through all the way. Very, very important. An atmosphere of unity. Look at Acts chapter 5, verse 12 to 14. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord. He says, by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with what? Please, they were all with what? In Solomon's porch. And the rest, does no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. Verse 14. And let's read verse 14. And believers were all added. They couldn't count them. When the atmosphere of unity was created, additions came. Multitudes were added. When we become united in making sure that new people are comfortable here, this church will grow. Praise God. When we become one, that we will go out of our way when we close service. You are not going to hang with that your working colleague or that your friend. But you find somebody who is very here for, very, here for the very first time. Or somebody who doesn't look like you, dress like you. And get along with the person. This church can grow. Am I communicating? That's it. But when you are self-seeking, occupied with yourself. Filled with yourself. Loaded with yourself and is everything about yourself and self and self and self and self and self. I pity you. Your end will not be good. Church is not a place you come and you run off as soon as we close. No, no, no. That's not, that's not church. Fellowship means participation. Fellowship means connection. Fellowship means bonding. That's fellowship. That's fellowship. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot flow with me, try and get along with me even here. Here, how will you stay eternally if I happen to be your next door neighbor in heaven? Come on. That's why you can't have a problem with somebody in church. If it's your family member you don't talk to, that one cries as a Christian is wrong. But it's worse off if a church member you are in the same place with is one you don't flow with. Your Christianity needs to be reviewed. Somebody say unity. unity. Growth and increase is anchored on unity. Every time there is growth, there is growth, there is growth. You see, in, uh, unity is part. Growth and increase is one of the commonest blessings that unity brings. Unity brings, unity brings. Some of you, you are struggling financially. It's not that your salary is more. It's because you, are, you want to only function with your salary. When you can come together with your wife. But this rebellious wife that Satan gave you will not give you access when it comes to finances. Even says Christ, sometimes God intervenes. Yeah, because when you have a rebel wife, her rebellion cuts across. She will not just withhold money. She will withhold, in fact, she starts from sex. Then he has ascended to other things. Psalm 113, verse 1 to 3, the Bible said, 
Behold, how good, how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like a precious ointment upon the head of Aaron that ran down his beard, even the Aaron's beard, and went down to the skirts of his garment. Verse 3. He said, it's like a dew of Hermon and the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there, the Lord does what? Commands. He does. Take note. He commands. He doesn't suggest it. He commands it. He commands. Blessing must be in this house. This marriage cannot go out. It cannot fail because the blessing of God is upon the marriage. He commands the blessing. He commands it. He doesn't suggest it. You don't ask for the blessing. Oh, pray the prayer of Jabez. No. Not when unity is in place. In the home where there's unity, you don't pray the prayer of Jabez, but the blessing is there. Because he didn't say you will ask for the blessing. He said he will command the blessing. In the church, where we are united, the blessing will flow. Praise God. The blessing will flow. The atmosphere of unity. And if you look through the book of Acts, you see it all through. All through. All through the book of Acts. Let's quickly look at it. They started by becoming one. They came together and saw Jesus off. That's where unity in the early church began. (laughs) Acts chapter 1 verse 6. The Bible says... At one six, when they were therefore come together, somebody say come together. Okay, when they were come together, they came together. They came together as one people. They ask him, "Where, Lord, where would thou restore at this time the kingdom of God?" Now, this was Jesus; he had resurrected, about to go. So, this is his uh, farewell meeting with them. When they were together, when they were one together, they came together to see him off. Jesus is going to the airport where he will take the flight to heaven. And they assembled and they came together to see him off. And when they came together like this, they were never found apart. When you join a church, don't be looking elsewhere. When you come together with a group of people, settle down there. They were never apart anymore. When they saw Jesus off and Jesus went into eternity, they continued together. In Acts chapter 1 verse 14, look at it. Acts 1 14. At 1.14, at 1.14. These all continue with one accord. So they were together in Acts chapter 1, uh, 6. And then uh, 14, they were still together. We come to the book of Acts chapter 2. Look at that, Acts 2. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in where? Please follow the reading with me. They were all with one accord in one place. They came together and they stuck together. They came together stuck together. Beware of people who are here today, off tomorrow. Here today, there tomorrow. You have to be rooted and grounded somewhere. The most dangerous Christian is a Christian who has no church. A Christian who is not committed to any church family. You can't be a Christian like that. To be a Christian is to uh, become a child of God. And if you are a child of God, you are a child of God with other children of God. That's why the Lord's Prayer is our Father, not my Father. When you look at the Lord's Prayer, everything there is our Father. Our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be done. Thy kingdom come. That we be done. Everything. Give us this day. Check the number of pronouns that is there. Check this day. Give us this day. Our daily bread. Us, not me. That's why mean prayers really make impact with God. Because your prayers should be less of you and more of others. Less of you and more of kingdom. More of you. I I have told you again and again. I hardly pray for myself. 
Hardly. If at all, maybe Kate. I don't think I've been praying for you like that. No, 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 no. Of course, she's a member of the church. So when I pray for the church, it's covered here. But lifting her up as my wife, Lord, you know, secure my wife. No. When I become occupied with his things, he takes care of my things. Are you with me here? Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. They were together. Unity, unity, unity. You see, these things I'm sharing with you, it takes the spirit of God. I don't blame you for not working with them. Uh, it's, uh, it's prayer I'm praying for you because you've heard them too many times and still you are struggling to grasp it. You are still struggling with your mind. You can't simply uh, think and come to a place where you appreciate that. Is this easy? Really? Is that how it is? Is that really how it works? Well, if it's not how it works, look and check our lives. Praise God. The Bible said in Acts of the 2, verse 46, they continued daily with one accord in the temple. They continued in fellowship. One accord. Somebody say one accord. In the temple. Look at Acts chapter 4, verse 23 to 24. Be let go. They went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said unto them. Look at verse number 24. And when they had heard that, they what? They did what? Lifted up their voices together. To God with one accord in prayer. There's fasting and prayer. All of us are praying. What we are praying, all of us are praying. We are fasting. All of us are fasting. We are giving, all of us are giving. That's what was happening there. As 5, 12 to 14. And by the hands of the apostles, good, were many signs and wonders wrapped, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's word. Porch! One accord, one accord, one accord, one accord, one accord, one accord. People who absent themselves from meetings usually come back with a lot of problems. So as a leader, I'm always particular when I come for a meeting and someone who is supposed to be there is not there. And they did not expressly communicate to me. I just, I, it's a red alert. Because the same person who betrayed Jesus was the one that when meetings were met, he was not there. I will show you some time to come. Look at that. Acts of the 15, verse 23. Limbu shagiza golokoshia da basivrodisa. And they wrote letters by them after the man and the apostles and the elders and the brethren. Send greetings unto you, which are the Gentiles in Antioch. For as much as you have heard that certain men which went out from us have troubled you with words, subverting you, your soul, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law to whom we gave no such commandment. Look at verse 25. Let's read it together. One go. It seemed good unto us. Being assembled with one accord. Assembled with one accord. One accord. They met. <laughs> Acts chapter 4 and verse 31 to 33. Yes. When they had prayed, the place was shaken. When they were assembled to. Assembled to. Okay. And they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believe were of Verse 32, the multitude of them that believe were of one heart and one heart and one heart and one soul. They were one heart. That's united font. Super, super united. Super united. Now, in this service, I just want to walk you through how biblical unity looks like. When we talk about unity, in a biblical sense, how does it look like? Biblical unity, how does it look like? How does it look like? First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. 
First Corinthians 1.10. And you know, when it comes to the church of Corinth, I'm sure you're familiar with a lot of things about the church of Corinth. When I did uh, the three kinds of people I spoke to you about, the, how the church was like. Uh, they were full of carnality, all kinds of things. And the carnality manifested in divisions. So Paul is speaking to them. He said, I beseech you. Look at this. Let's read it together. I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you speak, you, I like that, that you all Wow, that's deep. So it's possible all of us can say the same thing. All of us. All of us. All of us. It's possible that all of us can be friendly. That somebody comes to church and you will not say, Pastor is a very friendly person. But you say that this church is a friendly church. Because everybody in the church is friendly. It says we speak. Now we speak the same thing. Speak the same thing. Speak the same thing. I was just sharing something with the minister, uh, what do you call it, uh, Thomas, this morning. I just taught him something. Made an observation, I was just teaching him. And I was just sharing something with him. He said that we speak the same thing. That there be no divisions among... Oh, let's read it together now. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not telling you something. Scripture is talking to all of us. One go, he says that we speak the same thing. That there be no divisions among you. That we be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Amazing. Amazing. An issue is brought up and when it's presented before minister and his pastor is not there, but his judgment will be like pastor is making judgment. An incident happens in the choir and then maybe Jane or uh, minister George is not there, but you happen to be there, right? And the judgment you pass is as if Minister George is in charge. That's perfect unity. They are joined together. Not that we say one, you are saying that. You simply don't understand all that in structure. Take your seat. As for me, I'm a man of my own mind. You stay with your own mind in your house. You don't come to church and say, I have my own mind. Your own mind? Your own mind? Your own mind that was leading you to hell. You are brought it to church. When you come here, you don't come with your own mind. You may come with your own mind. But when you come, you yield your mind and you allow it to be renewed by the word of God. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do you know why people can stay in church for a very long time and they are unchanged? Because their mind, they have strongholds in their mind, elder George. They are not willing to let go. Strongholds! When we talk about strongholds, you think strongholds is, we bind strongholds. We bind, no, 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 no. It's here. Stronghold, the strongest hold, the greatest stronghold is the one in your mind. That's where, please take your seat. That's where it is. Same mind, same mind, same mind, same mind, same mind. I mean, this gentleman sometimes does, sometimes we, we fight in getting things. But other times he presents something and as soon as I see it, I just give him perfect. It's on point. Other times it's no good at all. And I give it to him. But gradually, we are seeing the same thing. He's seen how I'm seen. Because I'm seen from God's perspective. And he must learn to see from my perspective. Then, eventually, he's seen from God's perspective. I'm actually communicating here. That's why a pastor you don't trust, you don't have any business being in a church. If you know you can't trust a pastor, don't stay in a church. Please take your seat. Yeah, because you don't sit and serve in a ministry with your own mind. With your own mind. 
Or your own mind. Or your own mind. When somebody has his own mind, no matter what you teach, is what they want to do that they will do. They will always. What you tell me? I've seen. You see, this work, I'm, I don't struggle past, you know. If you ask mommy, that one night I, I couldn't sleep, I was standing because of somebody. No, 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 no. I have learned the, the tricks of my trade. I understand my trade. Praise God. When I see you like that, you become a prayer project. I don't talk to you much. Because when I talk, the more I talk, the more you'll be frustrated. You can't see things. That the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. That you may see. That you may see. That you may see. Say mine. Somebody say, say mine. Listen, let me tell you. The atmosphere of unity is not an atmosphere of uniformity per se. Uniformity per se. Because if you ask my pastors, they will tell you. Unless the Spirit of God has told me something, I always want to know their mind. Is that not how I deal with you? I always want to know their mind. I always want to know. Because I trust that they are smart people. They are spirit-filled people who have good suggestions and ideas. And sometimes, by the time we deliberate, a thought hits my heart and I'm thinking along it this way. By the time I pass it through Reverend Bright, pass it through uh, Reverend and I'll bring it to the pastoral board and we finish. It's a fine product. And when we bring it here and we execute it, other people come and they want to pick it and copy it and take it. It's because I engage. It's not conformity. Not that everybody knows. But you see, the thing that guides all of us, our thinking and our different view is scripture. When you have a united front, it's scripture. So when scripture is presented, you may not agree, but because it's scripture, we yield. Yeah. And whether it is my point, my opinion, or their opinion, once it's, it's, uh, it's supposed to be in the context of scripture, we yield. The body of Christ is not another one amorphous thing, no. The Bible said the body is one but it has many parts. You get it? So it's not. If you see a body that is all hand, it will be some way. That's what scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14. Yeah. That's what the scripture says. In the book of Romans 12, 6, it said, having different gifts according to the grace that is given to us. So we have different gifts. So it's not conformity. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 to 6, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit, there are diversities of operations, but the same spirit, that same, the same, same. So it talks about that. So we are not looking at an atmosphere of uniformity. No, not necessarily. There are four words that describe the biblical atmosphere of unity. Number one, four words that describe biblical atmosphere of uniformity. One is oneness. Somebody say oneness. oneness. Say oneness. oneness. When you go to a place where there is oneness, you have seen an atmosphere of biblical unity. One mark of biblical unity is oneness. 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 And we see it from Acts chapter 4 verse 32. An atmosphere of unity is an atmosphere of oneness. An atmosphere. I mean, when the spirit of God <laughs> I mean, I, I knew that this was the spirit of God wanted me to teach all along. But I was excited when uh, I think in the, in the course of the service Jane stood there and I think she said something that when we are worshipping, we must all be together. How many of you were here at the time? She said something like that. Why don't I call or something? I knew that that's the spirit of God getting ahead. When you pray and you come for meetings, that's what you say. Your statements are a part of what the pastor is going to preach. But when you have not prayed, you'll be singing off key. And by the time pastor comes, everything is jagavata. They were, the Bible said, the number of the people, those who believe, were one heart, one soul. And no one said that any of the things. So they were not saying different things. 
Everything. They had all things in common. Oneness. Somebody say oneness. Do you know that that was a principal prayer of Jesus? There are things they call the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer really is not the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is a model we should look at. He did not say, unfortunately, that is a prayer people pray every day in schools and in church. And it's good if you want to observe the religious right. It's fine. But the Lord's Prayer, the prayer that Jesus actually prayed for his disciples is found in uh, John chapter 17. And when you read that prayer, you can go spend time and read it. But when you read from verse 20, he said, I do not pray for these one alone, but I also pray for those who believe in my name through their word. So he was praying for his disciples and he was praying for those of us who will later years in Ghana come to accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. He was praying for us. And he said, this is the prayer I pray for them. He said, that they may all be one. Somebody said they may all be one. That they may all be one. That they may all be what? As you, Father, and I are in me, and I in you, that they may also be one in. Oh, read it. In that the word may believe that you sent me. Can you believe that? The reason why the word cannot believe our witness is because there's too much division. The reason why when somebody you 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 invite somebody to church, the person is not flowing, is because he, he sees that a lot of disconnect. When the person came to church, what he heard, and then the, the life you are also presenting on the other side, they said disconnect. They said disconnect. That they may all be one. 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 Jesus prayed the prayer that they may all be one. Verse 22, and the glory which you gave me have I given them that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me that they may be made perfect one in one. And that the word may know that you have sent me and you love them as you have loved me. One. Somebody say one. one. Oneness makes us unstoppable. And the power of oneness is seen from the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 11 verse 6. The Bible says, and the Lord said, the people are one. ESV. The people are one. And they have all one language. And this is the only beginning of what they will do. And nothing they propose. Somebody say nothing they propose nothing they propose will be impossible. When unity is in place, between husband and wife, nothing is impossible. Between the church and leadership, nothing is impossible. Between the congregants and the leadership, nothing is impossible. An atmosphere of unity, an atmosphere of oneness. We are worshiping all of us, our hands are up. We are standing, all of us, uh, we are standing on our feet. We sing in all of us. Oneness, 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 oneness. Everything changes. Everything changes. Somebody will not have to be one like a gramophone before the spirit is stirred. The spirit is already stirred because you came one. Ready to worship, ready to pray, ready to receive. When we are one, everything changes. Everything changes. Nothing is impossible. Anything that you couldn't do before. As you embrace the revelation of oneness, I see grace come upon you to do it. Shout a better amen. Amen. Every confusion around your life, every disunity, division around your life, in the name of Jesus, I scatter it. Satan uttered it. The Bible said God is not the author of confusion. So when you see confusion, division, Satan is behind it. And so every activity of Satan around your life creating confusion in your marriage, in your relationship, in your business, in your finances, it's over. I said it's over. It's over. In the name of Jesus. One. Number two, atmosphere of uh, unity is an atmosphere of togetherness. Somebody say togetherness. Togetherness, togetherness, togetherness. 
We are one to another. My brother, my sister, one big family. We are one to another. My brother, my sister, one big family. You are my brother, you are my sister. So take me by the hand. Together we will work until he comes. There's no foe that can defeat us as we walk inside Bazaar. Together we will work until he comes. Praise the Lord. Yeah, it's a Sunday school song. Togetherness. They were together, 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 together. Acts chapter 2, verse 44. And all who believe, let's look at it. Acts 2, 44. All who believe were together. All who believe were what? Together. When you believe, you must be together with the people. You can't believe. You see, coming to Christ is a personal decision. Staying with Christ is a corporate project. Okay. Are you with me? Coming to Christ is a personal decision. Staying with Christ is a corporate project. You need others. You need others. Stop living your life like no people don't matter. People matter. Togetherness. Psalm 113 verse 1. Oh, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together. Can you see that? Psalm 133 verse 1. How pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Acts chapter 1 verse 6. When they had come together, 1 6, they had come together. Seeing Jesus off, they were together. All of them came to the airport. Not one or two people. No. Everybody abandoned their project. They came to see him off at the airport together. In the book of Acts, 114, we are told, all the women and the men were together. Acts 114, and these all with one accord were devoting themselves together with women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. They were together. In a Jewish culture, which was predominantly a male-dominated culture, women were part together. They were together. Acts chapter 2 verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one. They were all together in one. They were all together. All together. All together. All together lovely. All together worthy. All together wonderful. Alright. They were together in one place on the day of Pentecost. As 2.46, they met together in homes. As 2.46, day by day, attending the temple together. Attending where? The temple together. Attending the temple together and breaking bread. They were there. As 4.24. And when they had heard it, they lifted up their voices to what? Gather. They prayed together. They prayed together. Apostles. And the elders, they debated together. Acts 15, 6 to 11. And the apostles and the elders were gathered together to consider the matter. They gathered together. The leadership met together. Oneness. 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 They broke bread together. Acts chapter oh, Kalibo Shandaba. Acts chapter 20, verse 7. On the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to bring bread, gathered together, the first day of the week, service day, they were all present, broke bread. And you know what? That is art. Art tells us about how the church was and what they did in the early church. And then here, he tells us what we ought to do. I was sharing something, mommy was sharing something that 
a friend shared with her and I was just giving her another perspective to it uh, when we were driving from Accra yesterday. You see, when you look at art, you see how the early Christians function. It's a history. But when you come to the epistles, it tells us how we also ought to live our lives. So for this, our generation Christian, the thing that guides us our lives is the epistles. The letters are the ones that where we live. It's like an example. The example is in the book of Acts. The practical lesson for us is in epistles. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so after all of that, when we come to Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24 to 25, he tells us, that's why. He's, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Look at verse 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves. What? Did you see that? Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves. Not missing church. Don't come into church when you feel like. Today is not in me to be in church. Really? Really? When they were always together. I feel tired after work. I don't think I can make it for service. Really? When they are always there, always there. Listen, when you begin to get excuses to absent yourself from Christian meetings, something is wrong. Something is wrong. Something dangerous is about to happen to you. And you simply don't know it. While people will rather struggle. I remember when I was in national service uh, and I didn't have much. One time I needed fellowship service day. I needed to walk all the way from Ashanti Newtown. All the way close to Mesia Palace. Oh, not very close to Mesia Palace. That place where I was staying is close to the Ashtown Court. So I think it's a bit close to, uh, what do you call it? Uh, KJT Arada. And I walked all the way from there to uh, Susan's where from Licha Police. Because I needed to go to church. I walked there. But the Holy Ghost, knowing my heart, caused somebody to give me a Pentecostal handshake. So by the time I was leaving, I had transportation and something to eat for the week. All together. Because he knew my heart. My heart was not to make a show and it was just to be in fellowship. But you, the listing, you are out. You are doing outreach. The listing, instead of rather, if the, 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 your schedule is tight, instead of coming early and doing your own and going to do what you are doing, you rather want to absent yourself. God knows your heart. Oh. He knows your heart too well. He knows your heart too well. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's a place of togetherness. Somebody say togetherness. You can listen to me, but the part of me you need is my heart. If you catch my heart, whatever my hand has handled, you handle it. But if you have all my sermons in your head, and it's good to have them, note them. We have one brother in uh, Kwamu Church, very good at them. He says he will use my outlines to make a book and all of that. It's great to have them. But listen, the word is not for your head, it's for your heart. It enters your heart through your, your it enters your, your head, but it must settle in your heart and change you from within. Number three is a place, an atmosphere of unity is an atmosphere of zero divisions. Somebody says zero divisions. It's not divisions. There's no division. When you go there, there's no division. This one is there, that one is there. No, that's not, that's not what happens in an atmosphere of unity. An atmosphere of unity is an atmosphere of zero division. There is no division. Look at it. 
at first Corinthians 1:10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus, that you say the same thing and that there be no what divisions among there should not be divisions in the choir, no division. In the access, no division. Doctors and doctors who are ushers are moving with doctors who are ushers. And those of us who are business people, we have been sidelined. You don't understand Christianity and you don't understand Christian unity. A church is a place where we meet. We should not know the difference between the rich and the poor. Are you getting what I'm talking about? That's a church. That's a church. Because the rich identifies with the poor and the poor is confident enough that he will not be rejected by the poor. The, the rich. Do you know that it's always difficult for people who are low to reach out to people who are high? That's why high people must always be humble enough to take the first step in reaching out to those who are low. Yeah. He's always reaching. People are like, oh, the people are like that. No, 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 no. That's a lack of leadership. When there's leadership, you take initiative. Leaders take initiative. That's one mark of leaders. God is the leader of the universe because he took initiative. To create man, it was his initiative. When man missed it, he took the initiative to rescue man. God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. Leaders take initiative. A husband who lacks initiative has lost his place. You can't sit there and then all of a sudden, rent is due. And you're asking your wife, how are we going to do it? This is a foolish man you married. Even if he doesn't have the means, he has the initiative. That's leadership. That's initiative. A man, you're always telling him, let's do it this way. Uh, you are pushing. Be careful, oh, because when you marry him and finish, you have to continue that project. And if you are unwilling, the marriage will not work. Initiative. Don't be in a hurry to kiss him. Be in a hurry to see his ability to lead you as a wife. <laughs> Romans 16, 17 to 18. Let me quickly run. My time is almost up. All right. I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions. This is church. Or this is a church. Prisla, a letter he wrote to people in church. He said, note, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions. There are people whose job in church is division. They come and tell you something about this person and can't tell you something about that leader. Once you see somebody, somebody tells you one thing, the other, immediately. If somebody is telling you something about someone, ask the person first. This thing you are saying, if that person is here, or if he hears it, are you okay? Can you repeat it in his ears? If he says yes, go ahead and listen. And when you are done, if it's a bad thing, leak the information. Because he gave you the permission to do so. Am I complicating here? But if he says, no, what I'm telling you is only for your ears. He say, whatever is for my ears, I don't want it. If it's about another person, save it. I don't want it. Gossips. Gossips. Have you checked this guy's shoe? You see, baby, how? Baby, how? So what sorry, no one might be that's how. Oh, no, me fee. Now me pass what Joe, no you free. Now still are you happy you are in church? Yeah. I love my church. You better love it. Because that's what you got. Yeah, that's what you got. And until Jesus comes, I am here, whether you like it or not. Love the church, love the pastor. Yeah, because if you hate me, it will not work. You may have to relocate. Because Sunday after Sunday, <laughs> are they here? I'm going nowhere. I love you too much to leave you to go anywhere. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
them. Those who create division, watch out for them. Watch out for them. There are people, when we are doing outreaches, they won't come home. But when the people have come, they will now be gossiping, gossiping, and scattering them back. They will invite no one to church. They will be friendly, no one in the church. They will not get along with anybody in church. And the effort we are trying to get people established and cemented, they will also be sabotaging that effort. The Bible says those people, we should note them. They create obstacles. We should avoid them. So one, note them. In other words, write their name. <laughs> and when you collect their number, take their photograph and attach it to their this picture. When they call, their picture will be coming. You note them. You can miss their face. And then when they are calling you next time, it cannot be registered as a missed call because you have noted them. You have saved their number and their picture is attached. So you see it, then you avoid the call because another gossip is coming. Am I communicating here? That's what, that's what the Bible is saying. Note them and avoid them. And he tells you the reason why you should do so. He says, for those who are such, verse 18, uh, for those who are such, these such persons do not serve our Lord Christ. That's, they are not here to serve God. They are not here. But their own appetite. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the heart of the naive. That's why you can't afford to be naive in church. Let me close with this. My time is up. Why you give me just about five minutes or so to work this out? I close. And number four, which is my last point, is sameness. Somebody say sameness. sameness. Yeah, sameness. When you get into an atmosphere of unity, there is some sameness. Sameness. I've already spoken to you about the fact that unity is not uniformity. But, you see, there is some amount of uniformity in unity. Unity is bigger than uniformity. But when you go into a united atmosphere, you will see. I mean, look at Manchester United because they are the only united team on the planet. <laughs> you know that this pastor, if he was a football fan, he may just stay with Manchester United because I like to see people stay together. When you go there, there is some uniformity and there is uniqueness with them. Do you see it? The uniformity is in their uniform. When they are on the field, but there are some black people there. Black and white are not the same. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Even among the whites, there are British Manchester players, there are, uh, uh, what do you call it, Scottish players amongst them, there is uh, Spanish players amongst them, there are African, Nigerian players and all of those, they come amongst them. They are unique, but they are uniform. That's what unity. When you come into an atmosphere of unity, there's a degree of sameness in the environment. Look at what the Bible says. I close with that. I'll come back to this because I will need to work it out. So our brothers are free to go ahead because I've got some stuff here that I'm withholding, but I don't want to keep you beyond the time. Look at that. First Corinthians 1.10. Look at this. Now I beseech you, let's read it together. Brethren, by the name of our Lord, what? That you do what? Speak the same Okay, and that there be no divisions among you, that you be in the same and in the same judgment. When you meet a united people, they have the same mind. They have the same mind. They think the same way. They think the same way. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18. Second Corinthians 12, 18. Yeah. I desire Titus. 
And with him I sent a brother. Did Titus make a gain of you? Alright? Walk we not in the same what? Walk we not in the same? Walk we not in the same spirit? Walk we not in the same steps? I mean, it was flattery. And also a, a statement of joy. When somebody walked, walked to uh, lawyer A.B.'s office some time back and he said, his office is just like your office in your church. Same. Same. Set up. Set up. When I come to your room, will it be like my office? Everything is nyama nyama. No order. Nothing decent. Everything is scattered. Same. Same. You see, it's one thing to be in an excellent church. It's another thing to be an excellent person in an excellent church. Praise God. There are people who are here and people come and say, this church is an excellent church. But it's not, there's nothing excellent about their lives. You are not yet one with us. Praise God. Same thing. Same spirit. Why do you want to be an associate with a different spirit? When God said, I will take the spirit which is upon you and I will put it upon them and they will bear the burden with me. You don't have to be my associate. You don't have to be my assistant. Find someone whose spirit you can carry. Because God is not the author of confusion and division. He won't put one spirit on me and put one, put a spirit of teaching apostolic work on me. That he will put the one that casts de, uh, uh, demonology and uh, pray and rain curses upon people, upon you. And you say you are my associate. You know what you are, you don't know what you're talking about. Jesus told John and James, he said, you don't know the kind of spirit you are made of. Praise God. Have you been blessed this morning? Are you sure you've been blessed this morning? I trust that you will work with the word of God. And as you do so, I see you change from glory to glory. I see your life move from glory to glory. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word and then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus. I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified. And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We look forward to having you. Join us again and again. We are blessed. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santasa Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Oh, no, no, no.